1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Hello, my name is Jake and Orton, and this is Peculiar, because church people are weird. Welcome back, Peculiar listeners, and today it's time to get back on topic. Let's get back to talking about those weird words, that Jesus jargon, that peculiar patter that church people like to use. And the last time we talked, we talked about the term born again or saved, both of which basically means it's when Jesus gives us a brand new start, when he totally transforms and changes our life and makes us not be like we were before, but that we are transformed, made new in that very moment. Yes, it can sound a little weird. And thing is, once we get to talking about being born again, it leads to a ton of new words that come spilling in with it. Uh, I mentioned that there's this thing inside of Uh, The plan of salvation, which is the way that we are saved and received that fresh new start. Um, And that is that there's a whole plan attached to it. And each of these words may be used commonly as jargon all the time. So let's talk about those terms. The first step that we get to uh, when we read in the book of Acts chapter 2 is that Peter, the preacher, tells us that we need to repent. I I talked a little bit last time saying that, first of all, we need to believe that Jesus is our way of hope and salvation. Um. But I feel like everyone pretty well knows what we mean when we say believe. It's a pretty common term. And it just means that if we don't believe it's going to work, we're not going to do it. We're not going to turn on the light switch if we don't believe it's going to work. So, of course, that is obviously going to be step one. Um. But as a whole, people tend to know that. Um, But let's continue on. So the next thing that we're told after the fact that we need to believe that Jesus is the way of hope and salvation is that we hear these new terms that get introduced And the first thing he says is to repent. Now, repentance is the term that you're going to hear thrown around quite a bit in messages, in conversation. 
in uh, your basic interaction with people. Um, repent. The word repent means to turn around, to change behavior, to change mindset, to change your mind, to change your direction, uh, change your goal, change everything. And in the context of church preaching and salvation, the word repent is tied to asking God for forgiveness. And oftentimes when Jesus would talk to people when he was walking on this planet, he would help them and then he would tell them to go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. At one point he even says, go and sin no more lest a worst thing a worse thing happen to you. God does not like sin. Now I I think I explained this last time, but sinning is basically missing the target, missing the goal. It's anything that displeases God. Um, so we tr we don't want to do that. And how do we know if something's a sin? If the Bible says that God doesn't like it, then it is something that we should not do. If it if he says that there is a punishment for it, it is something we should not do. So anytime in human life that we do something that God says we should not do, we should confess to him, tell him what we've done, and we should tell him we're sorry and make every effort possible to never do that again. That's how repentance works. It's coming to God and saying, hey, I've messed up. You may even say specifically, here is how I've messed up. And I don't want to do that anymore. Now, um, this isn't the only word or phrase that we hear from this within the Bible. It's not the only word. It's not the only phrase that we hear for this. And this one is one that is even a little more weird, I think. And it comes from this verse in the book of First Corinthians. Let me pull it up here for you. First Corinthians chapter number 15. And it starts here. Okay. 
First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 31 says, I, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily. What on earth is that supposed to mean? This is referring to the process of repentance. Paul, our writer of that particular verse, says, I die daily. And he has been alluding to the fact that Jesus died. And when Jesus died, he was giving us an example of how to handle human desires, human flesh, human ways of thinking. I mentioned before that the reason it says born again is because we're supposed to be born. Uh, when we're first born, we are born as human flesh. We have skin, bones, DNA, blood pumping, a heart, lungs, etc. And with being born as a human with human skin and human nerves and human synapses firing in our brains. We have natural human desires. Uh, the Bible actually says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So in a sense, when Jesus went to die, he was saying this human flesh needs to be able to die in order for the spiritual rebirth to happen but our human flesh is going to continue to fire those desires at us as long as we are physically breathing is paul saying that he stabs himself in the chest or does something to physically kill himself? No, of course not. He is saying every single day I tell my flesh, no, I come to God in repentance every single day and ask him to forgive me and to give me the strength to overcome my human fleshly desires daily. So often you'll hear people say we need to die to the flesh. That doesn't mean that we need to use a literal numbing agent on us. It doesn't mean that we are to try and commit suicide. No. It's not saying to jump in front of moving traffic. It is saying we have to Tell our human flesh no. No, I will not do what you are asking me to do, human body and flesh. I tell you no. I cannot abide by your rules, by your statutes, by your systems any longer. I tell you no. 
And it's really hard for us to do as humans. We chafe at the idea of denying ourselves any good thing. But if normal life has taught us anything, it's that our human desires are not the best. Go and visit a therapist and they will tell you how your natural instincts tend to be wrong. Go and visit a personal trainer and they will tell you your natural instincts are wrong. The moment that your legs start telling you we need to stop, our muscles are dying, is the moment that you know that your running is starting to be effective. The moment that you are lifting those weights and they start making your muscles burn, it's the moment that you know that your muscles are growing. In the moment that you're listening to the counselor tell you that you need to, uh, at the moment that your counselor has made you angry, is often the moment that you know the therapy is working. That's the moment that you need to say, I've done some dying to me. And oftentimes, I've heard someone tell I heard someone say this recently. If I feel even the slightest tug at my heart when I go to that church service, I will go and I will pray. I will talk to God about this because that's the moment that we know. It's time to die to me so that I can live through Jesus, so that I can be born again. And well, that's just part one of the born again topic. Well, technically part two, since we had an intro last week. Uh, and that is on repentance and dying. So keep on listening. It's a little bit of a shorter episode than we've had lately. Uh, but yeah, keep on listening. As next week, we are going to be talking once again about this idea of being born again and the unusual terms within it. We'll see you guys again next week.